This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode number 200. 200 of the greatest stories of all time, part one, stories on the screen. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, and this is not just another episode of Strangers and Aliens. This is episode number 200. 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. In the episode 200. We, it's, we've made it. Yeah. No one we, said we couldn't we do it, but finally made it. We did it anyway, <laughs> even though no one said we couldn't do it. So, <laughs> well, we did not. You know, we, we did not show anyone that they were wrong, but we're here. So episode 200. And I hopped on the train at the last second to cross the border, and now I'm here with you guys. Well, but you're not the only one because we are going to have Dr. Jace join us for part of this. Yep. We are going to have listeners uh, and podcasters who have sent in their own list of some of their favorite stories. Uh, we did not incorporate them into the math of things. Oh, man. Compiling this was another one of those, how in the world is this going to work? <laughs> and so here's what we did. We created a list of 50 of our top uh, movies, 50 of our top TV shows, 50 of our top books, and 50 of our top comic book stories. And then we compiled those lists together and put them all together, weighted the scores, did a whole bunch of math. We'll get into that. Maybe maybe we'll get into the details, the arcane details. I, I don't know, but it was a monster of a task. And that's why the episode title is not the 200 greatest stories of all time. It's 200 of the greatest stories of all time. Because of the sheer immensity of the lists, we have not included video games in our 200. However, listeners have, and that is totally cool. We do have a small list of video games that include uh well zelda orcana of time mm -hmm. and Ocarina shadow of the colossus and pac-man yeah i don't see that as a story but okay One of the greatest stories um, of all time yeah super metroid warlords um, yars revenge made it onto that list as, as <laughs> but you know what I threw that on there because, you know what? It was a video game that came with a comic book that explained to you the story. And it was really, really neat because yeah. it's basically, here's the story of why we're doing this, young trainee. And now go out and do this. Um, yeah, the Halo Trilogy is on there as far as greatest stories of all time. Pokemon, yeah, Portal. Blue, uh, Portal. 
um, Eco, which is one of mine from my, my PlayStation 2. And so anyway, those are all things from that, that list that we, we had from video games. But we have so much to do here. So much to do. So much to say. 200 stories that we love, plus I don't know how many stories that some of our listeners and other podcasters love. So we're going to have to get to it really quickly. But before we do, before we bring Dr. Jace in, and we're, we're, being, we're going to honor Dr. Jace's time, and hopefully we're, we're going to honor your time as well. I think this is an action-packed episode with lots and lots of pretty cool stuff to talk about. And if we missed anything, of course, please let us know, uh, podcast at strangersandaliens.com. But Evan... We also have a sponsor for this episode. We do. And so why don't you quickly tell people about the sponsor of this episode. Okay, well, our sponsor is called The Woodprint Shop, and you can find them at thewoodprintshop.com. And what these guys do is they take wood, right, and they can take your pictures or any sort of pictures, and they can actually stain the wood with your picture, making a -a one-of-a-kind work of art that you can put wherever you want. And it's really, really cool. This is not like, you know, it's called the wood print shop. You'd think they'd actually take paper or whatever and and stick it to the wood. But no, the wood is actually stained with the picture. It's really cool. And I know you're thinking, okay, like, that doesn't seem very sci-fi-y. But you know what? You know what? Wood is a staple of sci-fi. Everywhere you look. Pinocchio, made of wood. Sci-fi and fantasy. That's right. Wood. Trojan horse, also made wood. of wood. Legolas's yeah. bow, yes. Yeah, uh, the Argo. Sci- sci-fi. Okay, all right. Groot. Yeah, so anyway. I was going to go with the whole, you know, what you put on this could actually be a really cool graphic design kind of thing <laughs> that goes along with, you know, things you like. From, also that, also you that. know, superheroes or, or spaceships or whatever, you know, I mean, that's I'm thinking, hey, this is artwork that goes on your wall. What's it going to be, man? You know, that's how you make it fit into the whole what what are we what are we doing? Why are they sponsoring us? You know, but, Woody from Toy Story? yeah, but if you're, you can go to the uh, it's kind of strange Pinocchio. Uh, Noah's art spiritual application anyway <laughs> these these guys these guys who do this they're christians they are awesome they're personal friends of mine and uh that you won't find any nicer guys you just email them go check out their website it's really super cool looking give the website and one more time evan it's thewoodprintshop.com, and if you email them, they are offering a 10% discount to all Strangers and Aliens listeners. So if you just mention Strangers and Aliens in your email to them, uh, they'll, they'll knock it off 10% for you. And it's, it's a really cool thing. could be great for a Christmas present or something. Go check it out. And we'll be doing a contest coming soon. But Indeed. We'll, we'll bring those details later. Right now, 200 stories, gentlemen. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, don't know I, that I am. am ready. I don't know that I am, but I'm going to be. And guess what? We are going to play a sounder right now. We're going to jump in with that first list of 200 stories, our 200 favorite TV shows of all time. For this actual episode, we're going to do just movies and TV. Uh, And then in the next episode, we're going to do books and comics. That'll be episode 201, which is episode 200 part two, which is going to be stories on the printed page. But uh, for now, TV shows. And the way this works with TV shows, it's it's just the series. That's just easier to do. With comic books, it's more like story arcs and different things like that. With movies, it's individual movies. And then with books, some of them we kept together. You'll be able to 
probably guess the one most famous one that we would keep all together as one. Some of them we broke up in the series, and we'll we'll just get to it when we get to it. But the TV shows that we are about to talk about right now, it's not just the three of us. We are bringing in Dr. Jace. So we are going to play a sounder, and then when we come back, Dr. Jace will be with us, and we'll be talking about TV shows that we know and love, and maybe you do too. All right, gentlemen, so we are going to do our television list. This is the first one, 50 top television shows. And this list has been chosen by not one, not two, not three, but four Strangers and Aliens hosts, because guess who's back? Dun, dun, dun. It's that's your cue, Dr. Jace. Oh, I thought you were going to say hi. It's Dr. Jace. Oh, <laughs> hey, guys. How you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing good. Yeah. Doing well. back, man. If I nod off at, at any time, just know it's because we just we have a newborn. So I have five. I have, I have three children under the age of five, and this one's still getting used to the outside world, like Ben said. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And so he's. If you you might hear him every now and then. He he's got a voice on him. Yeah, we already so heard him once as we were starting the call, and <laughs> he does have some lungs, man. That's yeah. That was yeah. pretty impressive. It was. It was. So, all right. So he is my son after all. So I'm sure he can talk. After daddy. <laughs> there you go. So also with us though is of course Steve. You heard him, and Evan, and we're here with the top fifty TV shows right now. And I'm going to start right in, guys. There's fifty. We're going through two hundred different stories plus a bonus list of video games plus listener feedback. So some of this we're going to blast through, but I don't want to blast through everything. If you got some special memory or something special to add, then then jump right in. Uh, but and I'll give a, I'll give you time to do that. I'm not going to just like start reading the list. But in fiftieth place <laughs> is The Prisoner, which is a <laughs> British TV show, an oddball uh, secret agent show about a guy who gives it all up, the secret agent game. And then gets kidnapped and placed on an island where all sorts of weird things ensue. And no one knows why he's there except for some weird higher uppy-ups. But it actually is a show with an ending that is so bizarre you have to experience it. And i got to stop you there because I actually have that in my Netflix. I have never watched The Prisoner. Not even the newest one with Jim Caviezel. Oh, I want to see that. I haven't seen that yet. but Yeah, so so don't give me the spoiler away because I actually want to see it, but I know nothing about it. Well, that's the spoiler. The spoiler is there's actually an ending, dude. Watch it, and you're going to get a satisfying (laughs) ending. Oh, there you go. Is is this the one with Jim Caviezel and Ian McKellen? Well, they did this as a remake, but it's not that one. No. Okay. Okay. Okay, number uh, 49, $6 million man, beloved television show from my childhood, and now beloved television show from my kids' childhood. Excellent. Because they're in their childhood right now, and they're beloving that show. That was part of the Steve Austin fan club. I had a card and everything. Name Affinity, Steve Austin. There you go. A man barely alive. Number 48, Greatest American Hero. No, yeah, number 48, Greatest American Hero. That was just a fun... <laughs> awesome. So, 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 I don't like so how it ends. Ben, did yeah. we, have we explained to the audience how we've compiled this list? Mm, I don't know because we're recording everything out of order, but <laughs> <laughs> and not and not erasing or, or deleting. I anything. think in our introduction we will have already have done that. Yes, 
Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, number 47 is Burn Notice. That was Great a great show. Only on your list, though, Dr. Jace. Yes. Burn Notice, in my opinion, is, is um, one of the most surprising shows because I watched it and I thought it'd be kind of like, you know, um, like most of the other shows. However, what I felt like it was the A team with brains. What I meant, <laughs> what I mean by that is they seemed to, to be just like the A team, kind of like outlaws helping people, but it was smart. There was dialogue, things changed. With the A team, it was almost the exact same story every single episode, and there was no overarching stories. I know that the last season they tried, tried to do that, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't do well. Yeah. But, um, but Burn Notice, the the dialogue, the characters, it was so good. And then they even had a movie. And it, and it was a show that actually had an ending. And my wife, who watched the entire season with me, and uh, she was like, that was one of the best shows that we've ever watched. And she fell in love with how it ended, uh, that she really enjoyed it. So Burn Notice, I, I, do, I wish it didn't have as strong of a language as it does. However, it is, in my opinion... There, there, there's only one other show I'd say this about, but it didn't make it. Would it was in my top, but not everyone else's, because it was a show called The Human Target, and that only lasted mm-hmm. one season. And I liked it a lot for the same reason. It was kind of like the A Team for the modern generation. So similar that way in Burn Notice, it was had those A Team dynamics, but it was better storytelling. Nice. Does Burn Notice have uh, like sci-fi, fantasy type stuff in it, or is it just a straight? No, in the past we've action. always talked about a lot of action being sci-fi because right. it's not real. So yep. that was yeah. my cheat. <laughs> well, and this okay, is, cool. it's, isn't this? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this a lot of spy stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all spy, and it's it's totally not doable most of it. So it is kind of fantasy, fantasy in a sense, yeah, which is which is comforting because in every episode he basically walks you through how to become a, like a terrorist if you wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he well, explains it like homemade bombs. Actually, and... it's a spy, but since Evan is taking that perspective, maybe we need to have a conversation. <laughs> no one's going to use that stuff to be a spy. They're going to use it for <laughs> mischief. All right, number 46 is Legends of Tomorrow, which sci-fi superheroes, that's why I liked it. Um, but I don't think I had it in my top 50. No, I, I know I didn't. Uh, was that you, Dr. Chase? Did you have that on your list? I did, but I didn't okay. know you did back-to-back mine. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Well, okay. I you both no, had it on your list. No, it was just okay. Dr. Jace. It was oh, just okay. Dr. Jace. That's right. Yeah. I just I like that show. They Time-traveling superheroes, man. Now, 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 to be honest, to be fair with this, I'm ranking it with the potential. I ranked Arrow higher, and, and the reason why is because Arrow created the whole Arrowverse, so to speak. So there's several shows that came out of it. So it has that legacy. To me, I'm ranking Legends of Tomorrow because I think it has a ton of potential. I think it has the most interesting story uh, paradigm. It's now it's just a matter to see if if it, if they use it well going forward. So. Yeah, yeah. My my whole thing with that show was, and I, I've said this a number of times, uh, if you can get past some of the why they are actually doing the time travel. And yeah. just go with them to where they're going. Once you get there, it's a lot of fun. But, but it's the it's from, the reasons why sometimes you're like, wait, if they can time travel, why are they going there instead of yeah. there? Well, but also not only that is I told I told my wife that I, I had some issues with the storytelling, but I said this is what they need to do to fix it going forward. And part of it was was either getting rid of or minimizing the Hawkeye 
Hawkman, Hawkgirl yeah, storyline yeah. with Savage because that got old fast and they were the least interesting characters and they totally did that so now I'm really pumped up for the next. <laughs> Can I just say they pulled off the giant superhero months before Ant-Man did it on the big screen so yeah. props. Although That's I'm sure, true. I'm sure Ant-Man was in production on the big screen doing the big guy before because that, that yeah. was a lot more money and a lot more time, probably. Yeah, but that but that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. All right, number 45 is V, the original miniseries, which I remember watching on my cousin's television in his room <laughs> after we went to bed and just hiding it, and we had a pillow ready. If anyone came upstairs, we'd pop the TV off, but then we had to throw the pillow in front of the screen so you couldn't see the glow. But that show, man, <laughs> that miniseries, that was freaky awesome for little Benji Avery and his cousin Greg. Yeah, that yeah, was that, I had nightmares from that thing. The green faces and stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the unhinged jaws eating the yeah, bats. Yeah. 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 It kind of looks silly now, but still. Probably. I watched, I watched it again about 15 years ago and enjoyed it, but yeah. It's, it's, I watched some of the remake. Uh, I, I had to quit because of content reasons, but I enjoyed what I saw. It was okay. Up to that point, they made it hard to watch. Though they, yeah, you missed one episode and then you couldn't catch up online or anything like that. And yeah. all right, That's number forty-four, cool. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> wow, Mork, Mork from Ork. Yep, there we are. <laughs> I think that's probably enough said about that. Maybe Did, who, who whose list was that? <laughs> that was on my list, and I I think it might as mine on yours. It was too. mine and yours. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, number forty-three, Stargate Atlantis. Not the only Stargate on the list here, I'm sure. I wonder whose was on whose list that was on. I was on mine. Was it on mine? I don't know. It was on Are yours, you sure? Jace, right? Yeah, yeah. Stargate. The Stargate franchise is a powerhouse franchise that just fizzled out at the end, unfortunately. Well, I've never seen any of it. They'll, they'll do it again. In fact, they're starting movies again, and I have a hard time believing that they're not going to do another show at some point. Yeah, the movies are. I. I can't. I don't know if it's going to be a complete reboot, but I I think it is. Yeah, there's uh, some. Yeah, they've been talking about it, but um, reboot trilogy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Number forty two, The Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno, Bill Bixby, mm. another favorite from my childhood. That was and incredible. one of the best opening songs of any. Or, or the, the opening song and closing. Theme. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the best songs of any show ever. Yeah, I'll yep. still walk down the street and whistle if it's just me. If it's in my just, backpack. Yep. Yep. No, I. <laughs> How often does that happen, Steve? <laughs> often. Very often. <laughs> you know, no friends, that type of thing. <laughs> Middle child syndrome. Happens a lot. Number anyway, next we have. 41 our... <laughs> is Arrow. <laughs> Arrow, as we already mentioned, the beginning of the Arrowverse. On... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that's not higher. Uh, well, I, I didn't have it on any of my lists. I didn't either. I think... Yeah, I think you're the only one, Doctor Jace. Really? Yeah. How can, how can it get that high if Mark and Mindy was on two and Arrow was only on one? Well, because of the scoring. <laughs> you oh. must have rated Arrow very high, and the two gotcha. had Mark yep. and Mindy low. We we actually I, did apply number scores to each title. And, gotcha. Yeah, used it, it was math. Evan and I went to <laughs> TGI Fridays and did math for two hours. <laughs> oh, it was more than two hours, Ben. Was it two and it was a half? Like two and a half hours. I mean, obviously we stopped to talk about things, but <laughs> then we did math, and then we would eat, and then we did math. And when I yeah. when I look at Arrow, I think first of all, 
you know, DC, this gets into our, our whole soapbox thing here, but DC's doing really good on TV and even in the animated stuff, but they've bombed both movies this year. So, so, um, oh my goodness, Suicide Squad, come on, that was awful. It's still in theater. I mean, do you mean monetarily or, or, or how well, well, both. It's still considered uh, not, uh, I mean, it made money, but it hasn't made up its budget yet, which is scary for them. Oh, so wow. I hadn't noticed. Even yes. then, though, it's been winning the weekends. So yeah, that's, but that's where it gets kind of funky with, like, what's going on if you can't make back your budget, even though you've won four weekends in a row, you're the number one box office. Wow. It's, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> but, there, but the, the movies that are, weren't very strong to go up against that. Anyways, the point is, is Arrow has launched several shows. Yeah. And so, to me, the impact of it. Uh, plus, I find it entertaining, uh, but uh, but it's launched Flash, it's launched Legends of Tomorrow. It didn't really launch Supergirl, but it's part of that universe. So now, yeah, um, I think that Arrow. I don't. It's my least favorite of the DC TV shows, but I really, really enjoyed season two. I thought that was yep. a very strong story. Yeah, my wife likes Flash the most. I like them all for different reasons, uh, so we'll see where it goes. But I, I can definitely see liking Flash more. I think Legends of Tomorrow, I like it more based on potential, not quite on actuality yet. Yeah. All right, number 40 is Teen Titans. When there's trouble, you know who to call. There we go. I don't. Oh, is that? <laughs> okay. Teen Titans! Yeah, I, I liked it. I put it on my list. That's a good show. Oh, so we both did. Yes. I got that one, too. So there we go. You know, I was going to put it on the list, but I ended up not. I think I forgot about it. There it is. Which is sad. <laughs> Number 39, Outer Limits. Uh, anthology sci-fi show. That... Sort of like The Twilight Zone, except an hour long. Yeah, yeah. And tended to be more of a sci-fi bent to almost all the episodes. Yeah, more um, aliens, more robots, alien-centric, yeah. 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 But I, I enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. It was one of those... I, it's, if, it's it's even, like a, if it's even close to Twilight Zone, I love it, but I've... I To me, when I was watching all of them, I've always thought they were all Twilight Zone, so it's hard for me to separate. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to go and watch The Outer Limits to be able to separate and go, oh, that was an Outer Limits one. Instead, I've always thought they were Twilight. So yeah. I, yeah. I didn't rank it because I didn't know where it would go. It's, well, uh, it's If you take Twilight Zone and take some Star Trek and mix it in a blender, that's really what you get with Outer Limits. And you take out Rod Serling. There's no introduction or, you know, ex-seduction or whatever. Well, there's there's narration, you know? I, I believe. Very little. A lot of it is just standalone stories. Yeah. But I, it's, it's enjoyable. I liked it. Number 38, Enterprise, which is interesting. I I was talking to a friend, and it seems like Enterprise has become kind of the Star Trek gateway drug. Or the, <laughs> the next place you go after you have seen the big screen movie trilogy. Really? That's yeah, interesting. Well, because of it, it's it's catching on in on Netflix and that kind of thing with younger viewers. That's because so. it's probably because it's newer. It, it looks better. It hold the effects definitely hold up better than any of the series, and yeah, and the truth is the truth is I personally really liked Enterprise. What I liked about it is it actually kept a lot of the dynamics 
of the original. It just wasn't original. And it also there's there's a there's more of an element of relevance with Enterprise even now. I think because they actually were creating the show in response to well nine eleven and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and with Deep Space Nine, yeah, there was a big war, but the kind of war that happened on Deep Space Nine is nothing like anything we're doing, you know, in our lifetime. It's right. it's it's basically World War Two in space, mm-hmm. and so there's intrigue to it, but not as personal of a relevance, and also. People are giving it a chance now that they didn't give before, I think. I think there's also that going on. And personally, I'm surprised. I, and, and I know it probably doesn't connect with you guys, but I would rank Enterprise higher than Voyager myself. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would do that. Voyager, so. I don't even revisit that show. I just don't. Uh, number 37? Yes. Voyager. No. Babylon 5. Which I finally have on my shelf again. <laughs> <laughs> that, it was like a six-year process, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. It, it was like you were watching it in real time, like as it aired every... <laughs> so, so, so how it was is, is Ben, when we, we met at a conference or whatever, he told me, I got to watch these, I got to watch these. Well, it took forever for him to actually send them. Yep. It, it, just, it, was, it took a couple of years, and finally, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. And well, then he sent them. And then it took a couple of years for us to actually watch them. And so this Babylon 5... Well, and, it, and then after you watched them, wasn't it like in a box, like your wife had packed it, but it hadn't gotten sent? Yeah, I and thought it was, it was ready sent, to go, yeah. I thought it was sent like eight to nine months beforehand, or maybe even a year. And I'm like, oh, we still have it? <laughs> but, but see, the problem was is we started to watch it, but we watched the first episode, and we're like, this is... The worst thing I've ever you, seen. I told you it would be like that. I, I, I know you did. However, convincing my wife to keep plotting through okay. was a bit of a challenge. And and I know you, you were right. You said it was bad, but it was bad. It was bad, bad. So <laughs> They got lucky with that. And similar with Next Generation, but they got lucky. They got picked up. They, they did the first season. They were able to refine themselves. And then season two, three, and four just knock it out of the park I, i'm surprised i actually forgot about that one that one would have been on my list because the uh the relationship between i, I forget the, new, the the two main alien the lizard race and the the big hair race i can't remember their names <laughs> in my heads. but um it was that was really interesting to watch and yeah. their relationship yeah. was very very probably the best thing of the whole show there's so many episodes where you're laughing, but then you're, I didn't cry, but <laughs> I came, you know, like, Oh, that's touching, you know, and it, yeah. And then, Oh, this is kind of scary. And yeah, this is yeah. one that really should be higher up, but I haven't watched it yet. So <laughs> I had no, I, well, I, I didn't rank it. In it's anything. on the list. It's just down yep. here. So, yep. all right. Number 36 is DuckTales. <laughs> nice. <laughs> DuckTales. Great show. It is a Did great you see show. The- did you ever I, see the movie, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it in theaters, and I have it on DVD now. Now, I love DuckTales. I think it's up there with Rescue Rangers. But I'm sad. I think there was an animated one that didn't make the top 50 that should have had I had – I, I, I should have fought for it harder, and that is Muppet Babies. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> you know, I've got – my daughters love watching Muppet Babies, and I'm sitting there going, these are really interesting stories. Yeah, so indeed. DuckTales is awesome, but I, if I would have ranked – 
differently, I would have made sure Muppet Babies was higher than DuckTales. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we have Dr. Jace coming right. in, pulling a Steve. So <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, there number 35, <laughs> number 35 is Stranger Things. Which, nice. Oh, I forgot about that. That yeah. was excellent. And the reason it's on the list is because I made sure to put it up in my top 10 because I knew once <laughs> we got off into those Cheating. single things where only one person voted for it. Yeah. But that's the, no, that's the whole point. You, yep. here's something I wanted to make sure we talked about. And so I made sure I put it high up on my list. That's why See, you put I, it higher on your I, list. I would have done that too if I knew that you were going to do it that way. Cheating. Cheating. I really don't well, see I, how it's cheating when we're just making a list of our favorites. Hey, this is you, you knew my... how you were going to rank it. I didn't. If I knew that you were going to say, hey, we're going to take some of the top ones and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'll put Aquaman up okay. there. No, no, Let you're supposed put... to put it in order according to what you like. And then when those top ones, if people don't double up on it, that way your top ones are going to be the first ones that go on the the back well, end of the it, list, it, man. It should have been higher anyways because had I thought of it, it would have definitely been there. I can't believe I didn't think of it because that was awesome. Yeah, was and really we bad. are doing a Stranger Things episode. I don't know oh, when yeah. we're going to do it, but it's coming up in the next month or so. It'll be... I, yeah. I felt... I told my... I, I didn't read any promos on it. I told my wife, I said, this feels like a cross between the 80s Spielberg and yeah. and 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 um and Stephen King. Yep. I go, that's what, and that's then, what it was. And that's exactly what they were trying to go for along with Carpenter. But it was... I felt like I was... You were in the 80s. Like, this is one of those 80s shows we're like. It, they did a yeah. phenomenal job. I felt like I was watching the kids that I knew. I, I didn't see any one kid and say, That's, that was me right there. That was me. But those, I knew those kids and their yeah. toys. I had their toys, you know. And <laughs> the, the, all the things they were doing, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is yeah. – they did such a great job of recreating the 80s, such a great job of recreating 80s horror movies, 80s sci-fi. I mean, they're suddenly referencing, oh, Alien. Oh, Poltergeist. Oh, and Winona Ryder. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. A little rougher language than I would choose for my friends back in that day. But uh, I guess kids used that language. I just didn't hang out with them. That's, <laughs> and, and, and that's pretty much Spielberg's kids because Spielberg's and Stephen King's, all those yeah. kids, because you have Stand By Me and yeah. all those, they all used it. Yeah. But yeah. 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 All right. Next, this is where we get one of those weaknesses in the scoring. Um, <laughs> Next is number 34, uh, uh, Underdog. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for us right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And after Underdog on number 33, Star hey, Trek wait a minute, Voyager. Wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. What? What? Underdog. Not yeah. the movie. The, the Steve, cartoon. I love that movie. No, yeah. the, the movie was garbage. But the, the <laughs> was a great movie. But the Underdog cartoon. should not be above Stranger Things. <laughs> but it is. But it is. It's, it's just, just how it is. It's a weakness in, in scoring. It's not a weakness. It's it's a strength. But go ahead. What's the, what's the next one? Uh, Star Trek Voyager. Star Trek Voyager, which... How did Voyager end up higher than Enterprise? Again, we I did my best. It's math. Math is hard. Voyager. Math is hard. <laughs> Who likes Voyager? Now, I will say, there's two really interesting characters... One was Seven of Nine, and the other one was the Doctor. Those two were very interesting. And in my opinion, the rest of the characters are almost like throwaway uh, characters. Janeway, I liked Janeway a lot. I, I really did. She got a little one note, but I, I did like her. 
and but maybe honestly is because of her relationship with seven of nine and the doctor probably yeah that's exactly <laughs> right yeah so. i think though i think ben you've said this before in the past when we've talked about star trek i think if i had to choose like the 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 captain a leader that i i most respect that i think is, is the best leader of course this is all make-believe is picard however <laughs> you made the point that if you had to serve under one of them, you'd rather serve under Janeway because she was more compassionate. And I get that point. Yeah. I, I can get that. I can see that. And I, I like, I mean, in all of these captains, really, they're all very different. And and that's actually to their credit that they didn't try and redo Kirk. Now, they did with Riker. Okay, we have Riker, who's basically Captain Kirk, but he's not the leader. Captain I mean, Kirk is the leader. And so he does oh, it okay. in a different way, you know? And he, yeah, and he doesn't aspire to be the leader. He wants to be on the Enterprise. He loves being well, number one. Archer was a little bit more like like him. Yeah, but even then, he had a softer side to him than than Kirk did. There was there's a gentleness that that uh, oh why can't I think of his name that, that Archer had that right. that Kirk didn't have. So. You mean Bakula? Yeah, Scott Bakula. Yeah. yeah. So uh, number thirty two is Superman, the George Reeves black and white TV show. Excellent. Which is for so many people for generations that's that's their introduction to superman yeah, and, and that that's was, one big reason why superman is what he is today that was my yeah. superman growing up that and the uh you know the peter pan records version of superman um but you know i used to watch it over my grandmother's house before the movie came out and you know that was my superman yeah and see i didn't have a life before the movie came out <laughs> uh, my Superman before the movie came out would have been Super Friends Superman. I, I would have seen oh, that yeah, before the movie, but yep. not by much. Super Friends is not on this list, by the way. That's ridiculous. I put it on my list. I didn't put it on mine. That's ridiculous. You had it too low. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to rewrite number, mine. Number 31, number 31, Red Dwarf, which is that comedy British sci-fi show, which I'm not going to talk I, too much I, about I, it. But. I, I tried to watch that. I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I tried. You wow. guys kept telling me this is amazing. Two more my, seasons are coming out. Two more seasons. Oh me and my wife just looked at each other. This is this is stupid. Well, again, you have to let them kind of get into the roles and stuff. But that first episode, if you don't like it, you're probably not going to like the season or the series. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to push it like I did with Babylon Five, where I'd say you got to push through. Once you push yeah. through the pain, you'll get to the gain. <laughs> Red Dwarf. You push through the pain, you're probably going to end up with just more pain. You probably like the pain. That's Don't talk to me about pain. I just did the Spartan race, and I'm feeling the pain. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Scott Bakula, number 30, Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah. Time travel again. Love this show, man. I would stay up late to watch this show. My wife tried to get me to watch it. I didn't like it. I, I will you say, though. Like Maybe I watched the wrong episode. Mm. I just didn't like it. I will say, though, I loved the journey, but it's one of those shows like Lost that I can't stand the ending. Yeah. And, and so it always kind of jaded it for me because I was so excited about it. And then the ending came and I'm like, really? Well, just, yeah. without getting Bridge into to too much hero. detail, it's because the whole show is basically sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi. In the future, they created this thing where you could leap back in, in, into other people's lives and it's all sci-fi stuff. And then the final episode, spiritual metaphysical. Yeah. <laughs> and it's what? I like the I did like the, the finale though. Yeah. Here's one that didn't end well. Number twenty nine. <laughs> number twenty nine, heroes. 
Uh, oh, yeah. An argument could be made that it did end well, if we're counting Heroes Reborn. That? Good ending. No. No. Yes! No. 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 Okay. Oh. Okay, sorry, Ben, but I'm siding with Evan. Heroes Reborn was pretty good. Heroes Reborn was, hey, let's try and recapture the magic, and we'll have some good ideas, which is similar to what happened in the regular series, but the ending, it, it was okay, but it didn't rise up to what that first season was like. That finale with the with the main character? It was... Oh. No, no, I will say I will. Ben's point is that the first season of Heroes was amazing and could have launched into one of the greatest sci-fi shows of all time. Potential, yeah, had the potential. I would agree that 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 the next seasons did not meet up. Even, but I would say Heroes Reborn was much better than the ending of regular Heroes. It it didn't quite get the first season of Heroes. Yes, I would. 100% 100% agree with you on that. But but I agree that the whole thing with Skyler went sideways, or Skyler went sideways. He was a tremendous... Anyways, so we'll, we'll just move on. So I agree with Evan. <laughs> Heroes Reborn was much better, but I see Ben's point that that first season was awesome. They had Hero. so much potential. Oh, man, so much potential. And, and then it, it, you got into some more of that, you know, using time travel, why are they doing... Okay, never mind. You just have to run with it or not, and I, I couldn't for that. I, uh, I really like the first season, Sans the Stripping. <laughs> the what? The first season was, was terrible, but this, the, we should just do this as a different episode because uh, I, I watched it, like, faithfully, and I would re-watch episodes, and I would, like, dig into it. I was listening to podcasts, and I was getting all this stuff, and I'm like... Halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute, and I started to see through it, and I like watched all the other episodes, and the last episode was so poor. I mean, they let the bad guy get away. They they give the 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 cheerleader the gun to kill someone, and then the guy flies him up instead of. I mean, there's so many different things that went so completely bad that I we should just do a different episode on this because it's. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but that would involve research and probably reviewing, and I, I, I can't. I, I was one of those. I was the cheerleader for that show. And really? Yeah. Wait, wait. I'm trying to get the picture of that. Yeah, ben I, in a cheerleading outfit. I was the cheerleader, <laughs> and and I felt like you know their whole thing was save the cheerleader, save the world. Yeah. But there, there hit a point where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't champion this show. Um, they're they're making it very hard for me. They did not save me. Nope. So. <laughs> hey, 28 is Avatar The Last Airbender. Have any of you guys seen that show? I've heard it's really good. I haven't had a chance to see it. So here's the problem. I've never seen it because it has the same name as a movie. I think it's one of the most overrated movies of all time. Plus it has the name Airbender, which is also one of easily one of the worst movies of all time. Absolutely. So, did you watch you. Airbender? Did you see it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. I saw that thing in the movie theaters, and it was the worst. It was awful. I dressed up as a character in everything. <laughs> and, like, and we went to no. the midnight premiere, man. Did, so yeah, did you leave with your head in shame? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Every, like, people were asking me to take pictures with me because my costume was so cool. I want and, to see this movie. And oh, boy. It I is think so, I want no, to see ben, it out of context. I don't want to see the show first. I want to see this movie and just judge it on its own merits, and then yeah. I'll watch this amazing show that everyone talks about. Because the show is amazing. Now, it's got some magic-y elements in it, but 
it is I, I cannot argue objectively it is incredible and I I try not to ex- I'm trying not to exaggerate but really that word is applicable to that cartoon <laughs> show it is so 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 good I bet I bet it's not better than Muppet Babies <laughs> it's different it's on not better it's, it's different. different it's on the same <laughs> alright next another animated series Phineas and Ferb number 27 uh, it should be much higher. We've talked yeah. about this a lot on this yes. show, though. And yeah. Steve, when we first started Strangers and Aliens, yeah. I think it was when we, I think it was Strangers and Aliens, where I asked, "Where is the Star Wars that captures people's imagination of yeah. this generation?" Yep, yep, yep. And, I was there, and you said <laughs> it was it was Phineas and Ferb, and so we sought it out. And we my did. kids, my, my kids, actually on their own, choosing something to watch before they went to bed. That's what they chose: Phineas and yep. Ferb tonight. That was that was the first show that my oldest daughter and I started bonding over. She would just want to sit on my chest and watch it. And I'm thinking, in fact, I actually see a lot of correlation with Phineas and Ferb and Muppet Babies because (laughs) everything goes back to Muppet Babies with you. You know what? I've I've got these little kids and I just think it's a a great storytelling device and it's similar, but obviously different, but it's that show that captures the imagination it was funny. It was witty. I actually cared about these little animated, like, I'm like, Phineas, man, the girl has a crush on you. Wake up, man. She's like head over heels. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do any spoilers here, but this is another show that has an ending. Yeah, it's true. And th- the last two episodes on Netflix, anyways, I'm not sure how they aired is like this kind of addendum kind of thing of what happens a couple years later, but it's not really Phineas and Ferb. But then you get like the episode where they grow up. Yep. And it is astounding. I loved it. I loved yep. it so much. I wouldn't be surprised if they do some more because the movie, they also have a movie that was also good. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. Well, they did a bunch of TV movies yeah. uh, that were very well. I mean, the whole thing, I, There's. It, it's hard to find an episode that sort of falls flat. There is. We, we quote lines all the time. The, yep. In your face, orange juice. <laughs> and and uh, winter time is fun. Follow me. It's just, <laughs> we it, we love that show. We rewatch episodes. It's yeah. yeah. And Doctor Doctor Doofenshmirtz easily one of the best villains of all time. Oh, I, and I I love it. I don't want to spoil it, but when his daughter gives him the day of reckoning and gives him the speech, Dad, you're not really a villain. Speech. That was awesome. It's, yeah, the the whole thing and that ending, like I said, it's it's touching. You spent all this time with them, and then all of a sudden, whoa, nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it was very well done from beginning to end. Number twenty six, <laughs> not quite on the same level as Phineas and Ferb, but Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, number twenty five. Number twenty five. No, X Men. No, back, back it up. Back we are not even halfway through this list, man. We can't back up. We got to keep moving forward. Dude, Dragon Ball Z, such a good show. I have several caveats to add to that. Well, then, but let's... such a good show. All right, number 25, X-Men. The animated series? The animated series. In my, in my opinion, probably the three top animated shows right there. Yeah, it it does have a really good theme song yeah evan evan hates this show i'm trying to i don't know if it's because he watched like an episode and he was just too young to appreciate it or if it was because 
I mean, this as a, as a whole. Well, he does like Dragon Ball Z, so yeah, maybe he just yeah. doesn't have a good taste. There are so <laughs> many. Don't knock it until you try it. There are so know, many moments. Yeah, it's and, really it's good. And one of the cool things is when I was in the 80s, this is before Evan was born, and I think Dr. Jace, so and I was growing up, I was reading X-Men, you know, 100 to 137, and just like experiencing what people were were talking about and this whole thing where where it's it's pathos and it's all this drama and it's like it's it's just a comic book though right and you cared about these characters and then what they did with the x-men uh, uh tv show is they took those stories added the current x-men the ones that were around in the 90s like bishop and jubilee and stuff gambit yeah and and retold those stories. I and will. Was, I will say this: this show is the reason why I hate Gambit. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a stickler Gambit. for animation quality. Yeah. So you know what, Evan? You can know what the story or not? So no, no. But but even when it was made, it it's a style because when I look at the Airbender and Dragon Ball Z, I think the animation is extremely poor. But this, this was a Dragon Ball Z. I would agree with it that. It is to laugh. Yeah. So, but this was a, a style change because even when it came out, it looked different than a lot of the other cartoons at that time. Yeah. So they went at it for it's, it's stylistic. It's not quality because it's very well done with 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 that age, uh, with that era that it was made. But it was done differently, and it stood out from most cartoons of that time. Yeah, it wasn't Spider Man and his amazing friends. It oh was, yeah, that was you know, that was bad animation. That was really poor. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 just a step, you know. There's there's Spider-Man from the 1960s, which was, I mean, the way that we look at it, it's terrible. But yeah. it was a step. And then there was and the Marvel was superheroes from before that, where it's basically yeah. cut out, <laughs> cut out Captain the picture America from <laughs> cut out the picture from the comic book. Yeah. Put it in front of a camera and move it around a little bit with your fingers. Yeah. Okay, we're not even halfway. Let's move forward. What's Lost, next? Lost, number 24. Lost. <sighs> Lost should be much higher, but the ending <sighs> was so yeah. was so was so bad that uh But worth it. I I I would honestly yeah. say the journey was worth a poor destination. No, not at all. I, I will say that Lost is the the first episode is one of the greatest openings. Of any oh, show pilots yes. I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it ends so poorly that I just could not put it up there. Yeah. Uh, number 23, Battlestar Galactica, the original. Excellent. The original. I don't think the new one made it onto our top 50 because I put it on my list and it was really, really low. But I don't like that new one as much as I like this this old one. Yeah. So. How many people had it on their list? You and me. Just me? Okay. Yeah. You and me. Uh, Daredevil, number 22. Daredevil. That's interesting. Which, uh, Netflix, good show. One of the better superhero shows mm. out there. Superman, well, the animated series, is number 21. Yes. Which animated favorite, series? Favorite From superhero the 90s? show of all time. Yep. No, wait, wait, wait. Is this, this, is this the originals, or is this the 90s? This is 90s. the 90s. The oh. Bruce Timm-verse. Superman? Yes. No, I, I would I would pick the, the ones from the... The um, yeah, the the '40s or whatever that was. That was the, that was amazing. But the yeah. '90s, okay. So, well, so. But the '90s was an ongoing. Dra- it was dramatic well cartoon. done. Yeah. Well done. Well received. Yep. yep. 
Number, I, would, a bit to the Superman I would put universe. Batman the animated series above that. So I think it will be. Yeah. Well, let's see. Number 20 is The Muppet Show. Yes. Which, so not The Muppet Babies, but The Muppet Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Well, but without The Muppet Show, you couldn't have The Muppet Babies. So That's true. That's Make absolutely continue. true. Number 19, Robotech. Robotech, the first sci-fi soap nice. opera I yeah. ever watched. And Never saw it. This is the show that... Uh, you know, my parents could not wake me up for school in the morning during the week, <laughs> but on Saturday I woke up on my own before anyone else at six o'clock, so I could watch Robotech at six thirty. Of course, yeah. Six thirty in the morning, Robotech appointment television for me, and I loved it. Still do. Still love. Is that first, the first series that they did? Uh, the Macross stuff is the best. But well, it's uh, interesting because they what they did here Netflix? was. I think they are. Is it on Netflix or is it on Hulu? Might be Hulu, but what they did was there's three different series, and they were three different series, completely unrelated, completely unrelated in Japan. But to to get um, distribution in America, they had to have enough uh, episodes of something to 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 put forth. So they said, let's just take these three and make it like 50 years apart. Yeah. So yeah. you know these characters, you know, carry through, and these these characters are their children, and these characters their grandchildren or something. But it just it just worked, and, especially the first season was really and, good. And Macross, the stuff with that's the famous stuff where you see yeah. the the space the space fortress and the transforming jets, and you know, that's that's the the famous imagery that you get. And Are they going to do a Robotech movie? They've been talking about Leonardo DiCaprio was involved at, for a long time back, you know, about ten fifteen years ago. Um, but they're always talking about it. It's just never happened. So. They, they can do better in Transformers. That wouldn't be too hard. <laughs> Man, that would not be hard at all. Number 18, Batman 66. The animated series? Oh, 66. Batman, wow. the, the live-action television show. Sort of live-action. Well, uh, they're not dead. That's, no, but... I think, I think that show illustrates what Ben had mentioned in the past, that Batman is one of the one of those unique stories that you can retell in a variety of different ways and it still works. Yeah, it can go yeah. that deep, dark side or it could go that campy, over the top. And it just, you've got the 66 version, but you also have uh, the cartoon Batman Brave and the Bold, which was a really good animation. Yeah. Had I thought about it, I might even add it to my list because it, you, you get to see characters you don't normally get to see. You get to see Batman in a way that you don't normally get to see him. What I'm excited about, you guys probably know this, is that... Uh, they're going to be doing yes. a, a movie of the Batman 66 in a animation. an animated so movie. But Adam West is going to do the voice and stuff. So it's going to be the 66 type of Batman animated. I'm looking forward awesome. to that. The only bad thing about it is you could definitely hear Adam West's age in his voice. Yeah. You just can't digitally remove just he's he's an old man. Just but like that. that said he's an old man who still has timing and still has <laughs> like, he still has that little glint in his eye or in his voice, yeah. I guess. But so it's, it's going to be like the, the Scooby-Doo episodes with Batman and Robin, the animated. Mm, I hope it's not. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I did like those and I own them on DVD, but they're not great. Nope. Not great at all. Okay. Number 17 is Looney Tunes. And we kind of wrap that all together in one. Um, nice. That includes like Duck Dodgers, which was I think specifically in, in, in a couple of yours, uh, a couple lists. But yeah, 
Does that include Tiny Toons? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Number 16, Flash, new series, not the old. Wow. Very good. No. I feel like that's the best of the, the DC I have not watched it TV. Yet. I still have not watched it. Still not. And that's not, your show. Not great. Number 15, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. So, which, yep. more sophisticated storytelling, darker storytelling, definitely they found a different vibe for Deep Space Nine. Um, you know, Voyager is kind of a response to Deep Space Nine, where Voyager was like, okay, let's try and get back to the original series, but that was partially because they had this already. Deep Space Nine was doing the soap opera thing, the space yep. opera. Number 14 is Stargate, the original series, original. I guess. Um, also a fun one. 13, Young Justice. I still have not watched this. and So good. Have so it, is, it is good. I need it to is watch good. it. It's, it's super mature storytelling uh, for, for a children's show. And, man, <laughs> just very, very faithful for to the DC comics. A good animation. Yes. Very good stuff. I want to see it. I hear there's some good Aquaman stuff going on in there. Or yep. Aqualad, rather. Yeah. Number 12, Justice League Unlimited. Nice. Great show. Yeah. Which I have not watched all of them, but that is that is a fun show. Yeah. Yep. Number 11. Oh, did you have something else? No, I'm good. Okay. Number 11, Battle of the Planets. And that is so high on the list because that was, like, in my top 10. Um, but wow. Well, wow. It was in my top 10, and Steve voted for it, too. I think it was like 15 on mine. Yeah, yeah, they, wow. they both had it high. But the reason it's so high is because this is one of those childhood shows where I just, it it captured yeah. me. And yeah. it is still, you know, one of those go-tos for me. It doesn't hold up necessarily. Nope. But <laughs> it does in my imagination. When I watch yeah. it, it still takes me back to when I was a kid. And so it's pure nostalgia with a nice heavy dose of, there actually was a good thing going on with this, but... You know, it's, th- it's it's this high because of nostalgia. It's yeah, much, See, that, much lower without it. That we're for me closer and closer to the end of this thing, and I'm shocked how many shows are not going to make it. Well, <laughs> again, well, yeah, I Dream of Genie isn't isn't on the list. I mean, it's it's incredible. Oh that the okay. great, fantastic shows that See, aren't going to be. See, on the guys, show. that for me, everything you just said about Battle of the Planets, that's Dragon Ball Z for me. Except, you know, it still holds up. Well, the thing is, was it, it came out between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. So it was, for me, what, it Battle was... Battle the Planets? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, they didn't, create I it, it, they didn't create it then. It was created before Star Wars. It was, but when it came out as Battle of the Planets, it, in my area, it was, you know, 78, 79. And it was Star Wars that I could watch every week, and it was something different. And it was a half an hour episode. And it wasn't Star Wars, but there was... You know, Mark, who was Luke Skywalker. There was Jason, who was Han Solo. There was Princess, who was Princess Leia. And you could sort of, you know, in your mind, you're just sort of glossing it over. You know, there's even Seven's Arc 7 that looks like R2-D2. And if you don't think too much about what he's saying or how he's saying it or all that nonsense. um, I mean, you had uh, Galactor or whatever his name was in Battle of the Plants, I forget. But he was like the Darth Vader and, you know, you always had this, I mean, and they're doing ninja stuff, which is sort of like the force. And, you know, they did the whirlwind spin thing, which is like, you know, it, it's, you, you could just sort of 
if you don't have Star and they all, Wars, they had cool vehicles. They all had specialized yeah, weapons, and yeah. and they were teenagers. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: I say it doesn't hold up, and that is because, literally, I yeah. say that in in the context of a young person would not accept it because yeah. it's old. And yeah. it's one of those things. <laughs> it's one of those things where young people sometimes it, an old thing can overcome uh, just the idea that it's old. Yeah. I, I don't think this is one of those. I I don't think this is one of those that you know you you. The, it's old and therefore it's not good. No, and reused scenes. They would reuse you know the same animation for things. So if you're binge watching it. You're like, ugh, they're using this reused scene again. And sometimes, you know. Now, if you watch it in its original Japanese form, I think it holds yep. up better. Gotcha, It definitely yes. holds up better than Battle I actually had gotcha What number is that one? Oh. That's number 11. We are breaking into the top. No, that was number 12. We are not in the top 10 yet. A number. El- no, that was number 11. Number 10. <laughs> we are in the top 10. We are in the top 10 with Farscape. Okay, I was going to say that has to be in there. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Our next, this this top ten here, it's a pretty interesting list. There's some that are not surprises at all, but there's going to be a couple that I think might surprise you. So Okay, all number right. Number ten, Farscape, which is a fantastic sci-fi show, one of the best ever. Yeah, that those the, the Muppets that totally oh make that show. And they dyn- emote. Oh, and there's some yeah. of the best like characters. In, yeah, they're they're awesome. Yep, well done. Number nine is Firefly, which if it had gone more than one season, it'd be top up there. Maybe, or it might have we might have turned on it like we did on Lost or Heroes. But <laughs> um, Firefly, one season, a movie. It's a novel. It's a TV novel, and I, I yeah. like. I, I'm glad for one that we don't have more than that. Yeah. I was tried watching the first episode, and I, I couldn't get into it. Wow. That, it's yeah. probably because you watched the first aired episode, because that one was not. It, it it's it depends on how you watch it. it I watched it on Netflix. I, well, I mean, it, there's. I'm not sure what the what order they put it on in Netflix because Fox came along and said your pilot episode. We're not happy with it. You need to make a new pilot episode. And okay, yeah. it, so it was created out of order, and then they aired the series out of order. They didn't air every episode. Uh, at least I don't. Well, maybe they did, but. Fox kept changing the, the time slot, but Fox has screwed a lot of oh, good man. shows. Here's one that yes. Fox had its hands on as well. Are you ready? Yeah. Number eight, Doctor Who. Fox yeah. did a TV movie that I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where I don't like necessarily telling people, but when you tell someone and they liked it too, there's a special bond right there. <laughs> there is a special bond. So, yeah, I don't- I actually forgot to put Doctor Who on my list, but but the the newer ones are phenomenal. I, I put a uh, for mine. I rated the uh, David Tennant episodes in my list, but I didn't rate the show itself. But not to say that the show itself isn't great. Well, the it's, David Tennant episodes are part of the show itself. It is, and yeah. we're talking about series here. We're talking about storylines in other places. But yeah. here we're talking about TV series yeah. and Doctor Who. That's what it is. I mean, I guess you could divide it up into the the, the new stuff, yeah. starting with uh, Chris Eccleston. And, yeah, but and the I love Tenet, but Matt Smith's storyline was – I didn't think anybody could follow Tenet, but the, the Matt Smith episodes, that whole storyline 
with with um uh the redhead can her name escapes me at the top Amy but Pond. Was, yeah Amy no, Pond. it's a yeah. phenomenal storyline yeah good stuff too the one yeah. the one thing i have not watched the new doctor at all because I've watched it's one not season. convenient <laughs> with with the different way i think it's just on amazon prime now maybe but they pulled it off from netflix and yeah I'm just like, yeah. I can't, I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm losing this. So what number was Dr. Who? That was number eight. So number seven, we had justice league unlimited, but now we have justice league. Wow. I'm curious. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm curious why there's such a big difference between the two. Well, ju- justice league, uh, was every episode was a two parter. Right. So you got, you got to tell longer, more involved, more in depth stories and you had a smaller cast in Justice League Unlimited. There's all sorts of side characters that they're putting in there. In Justice League, it's it's basically those seven characters in every episode. And they had two three-parters, one for the season uh, premiere and one for the finale. And uh, but to be fair, to be fair, stuff. the network actually considered it one series, and so we actually could put another show in there. Because it does we have. Could. We already did title. put another show in here. Okay. Yeah. Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All yeah, right. when, I, when I put Justice League on my list, I meant both as one thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Number five. Very, very good shows. Number five X Files. Yeah. Wait, you skipped one. Oh, you're right. Number six was Star Trek Next Generation. Whoops. <laughs> wow. How could you miss? Okay, first of all, that should be number one, but that's just mine. <sighs> Number six, you'll, you'll be surprised by number one, <laughs> I think. Number six is Star Trek Next Generation, which deserves to be in the top ten of any yeah, list of yeah, sci-fi I shows. Agreed. And, As in, in my opinion, first of all, Star Trek Next Generation, the season three cliffhanger going on to that oh, next man. season, one of the best seasons of sci-fi television. But the, oh, yeah. the closing that closing season or that last that, that last final episode, episode yeah that that final episode is one of the greatest final episodes of any show not just sci-fi show any show yeah. out there I, I put it up there with mash and some of these other awesome closing oh, episodes there was a recent one that i put up there with this one but this is the tops i i i do think this is the best final episode of any series ever yeah just Sweet. period except for maybe quincy <laughs> <laughs> And the two old men laugh. Or the, so, yeah, the, the Scarecrow and Mrs. King really had a good ending, too. Okay, so, so now number five, <laughs> X-Files. Yes. X-Files, which – did you watch the new – the reboot, Jace? I did. I, I did, reboot, yes. The, the, the continuation? I, I did. Well, Steve, I know you did. We, we recorded two episodes about it. But yeah. um, <laughs> it, I love the the new episodes if they do a second season. If they I, if If that was the end. I'm mad, but if they do a second season, no. I'll be I'll be right there with them, cheering them on. I I think that it, there's another. I would agree with you. I'd be right there with you, Ben. I think there's another season coming. First of all, they could now that these short ordered series are becoming popular in America. They've been popular in in, in England for a long time on BBC, but now that they're getting these short order types episodes, you're starting to see it more now because there used to be this stereotype. Even with film actors, now film actors are willing to do these short-run shows mm-hmm. because they don't have the stigma. They're considered a little bit more yeah. elite, so to speak. And considering both of their careers, uh, now that there's room for it and they can do short orders, I would be shocked if um, – in fact, I thought I read 
uh, an interview where it's pretty much done uh, as long as they can work out schedules. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if they do it, I will be very happy. If they do not, I hate what they did. Yeah. (laughs) I don't terribly like what they did very much at all. Number four, number four, I think there are going to be some happy people when I say this, Batman, the animated series. Yay! That got high up there. Yeah, yeah. But now we're into, one of the reasons why these things are so high up here is because all four of us voted for it in one form right. or another. Now, let me ask, because there's the Batman animated series, and then they created basically a sequel to it that focused more on his side characters, but it's supposed to be in the same universe. What was the name of that episode, that, that series? That was technically called, when it aired, it was The New Batman Adventures, but it is now technically uh, considered the same show. Yeah. Okay, all right. They yeah. just switched the art direction because of Superman, when they had this Batman-Superman crossover episode, they had to adapt Batman's art style to Superman's. And then for the fourth and the final season of the animated series, they switched to the Superman art style for Batman. Which, that Superman-Batman crossover movie, I really enjoyed that. That should have been the Batman v. Superman movie. <laughs> <laughs> that storyline. <laughs> number three surprises me. Um, I don't know what you guys are going to think, but number three, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. Now, I, wow. think, I think it was up there. I mean, it gets up here because we all voted for it, I think. No, I didn't vote for okay, it. Okay, well, but the two two of the votes Steve were super high. had it really high. high. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had it up there in maybe the top ten, but... We yeah. really enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's one of the things we we watch together all the time. So... Number two, Star Trek the original series nice so and we've talked i mean episode one we talked about this yeah show here so uh, city on the edge of forever yeah so now episode or sorry not episode number one the number one sci-fi show based on all of the incredible math that we did in tgi fridays based on four lists twilight zone Yes. So, and I think honestly, probably deserves the spot. Oh yeah. It, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that one. Star Trek: The Original, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Doctor Who, all those. I would sit there and go, I can see that being number one. Yeah. yeah. They, they now, could. I, they could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm shocked that three three shows did not make. Well, first of all, you guys aren't as big. Eureka awesome underrated sliders and the big one actually critically acclaimed as far as nobody put the walking dead just because of the critical acclaim oh man yeah Yeah. i I didn't watch walking dead at all i didn't watch eureka i might have watched something that was similar to it i don't even know um but not to say it was bad and sliders i just i i never got it i mean i watched a bunch of them it never really struck me as something that was they were in my or at least Sliders and Eureka were in my top fifteen. Wow! And so, um, so I'm surprised they didn't make the list. But the, uh, but the um, Eureka, what I liked about it is it was more comedic and it's more light versus some of the more deeper, darker stuff. And it, right. it was it was pretty fun. And Walking Dead is just off my radar right now because I yeah. can't watch it until it's on Netflix or Hulu yeah. or whatever it's on. Um, and it hasn't gotten back on there yet, so 
Yeah. Game, of Thrones. No Game of Thrones. I don't think I'm Game sorry. of Thrones. I don't think Game I've of never, Thrones. I've was, never was seen on, that. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's one of the things where it's it's huge in the world, but in the Christian world, I mean, it's it's I think it's hard for us to get into because of the content. So, you know, if 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 things aren't on the list, I'm speaking to the listeners right now, uh, and that you think should have been on the list, most of the time, look at the content of it. And it's probably because something in that content is precluding us from watching it and enjoying it. Yeah. So, or it's yeah. on cable. <laughs> or that. And yeah. not on Netflix. Um, yeah. yeah and, and honestly, listeners, you know, some there's a lot of listener feedback. We're about to have some more played in just a moment. But um, it, your, if yours are not on here, let us know. You know, send yeah. it in. And uh that's that's really the, the the main way to to make sure you get you get your mention is by doing it yourself and sending us your reasoning and maybe just maybe we will end up finding something new from you. There's I could sit there. There's several shows just at the addendum. I'm surprised nobody. Forty four hundred. Probably most people don't watch it. That was a good yeah, I didn't MacGyver, Night Rider, A Team. None of those made it. Jericho, underrated. Continuum. Um. Alphas, Briscoe County Jr. didn't make it. The Tick. Oh, Briscoe yeah. County Jr. Hey, speaking the of the tick, tick, speaking of the Tick, they did a new pilot episode on Amazon Prime. And I don't know if you guys have access to the, the stuff that they have these three different shows that they're trying to get you to watch. But the Tick, that new one, it's basically take that old Tick show, make it a little more Batman 66, and it's actually pretty decent. I was surprised how good it was. Huh. It's not great. It's not perfect. But I laughed. I did laugh. So, hey, we got to wrap this one up, and it's time for us to move on to a list of another 50. So, first, we'll have some listener feedback, and we'll go from there. But, uh, Dr. Jace, I'm going to edit this out if uh, you're with us for the movies part, but if you're not, I'm going to keep this in. So, you want to say goodbye and let people know that... Hey, guys. It was great connecting with you, and uh, if you agree with me, that uh, we, we need to add uh, Eureka to this list. That's what I'm saying. That's that's how I'm going to leave out. Eureka. Go Eureka. And Muppet Babies. And Muppet Babies. <laughs> I promised some listener feedback, and here it is. First of all, uh, I am going to split this up as... As much as I can, according to what we are actually talking about. So I got this feedback from Professor Allen from the Darkness Delight podcast and the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. He sent in three lists of top ten things that he likes. I'm going to keep the novels and comic book stories for when we talk about novels and comic books. But he did send in his top ten favorite fantasy and sci-fi TV shows. Starting with number ten, Daredevil. Number nine, Twin Peaks. Number eight, Supergirl. Number seven, New Battlestar Galactica. Number six, Batman Beyond. Number five, Doctor Who. Number four, Twilight Zone. Number three, X-Files. And number two, Chuck. Number one, Babylon 5. And that, again, is from Doctor, not Doctor, Professor Allen. Doctor Jace is ours. Professor Allen is over there. One of my favorite podcasters in the comic book podcasting realm. And here's a recording from another podcaster that um, I've been listening to his podcast since near the beginning of his podcast. I don't know. But this is David Arrington from the Helix Reviews podcast. (laughs) 
Hello, all you strangers and aliens. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews podcast, bringing you my list of some of my favorite sci-fi fantasy stories. When I heard that you guys were doing this, I was I was excited to join in. And when I heard that it's not just just movies or, or just comic books or just books, you know, it's stories. It's general. You could do any median, you know, if you want to do video games, if you want to do movies. Either way, it works out fine. You can do that. So I thought, cool, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down and I'm going to do one from each medium there. I'm going to do one movie, one book, one comic book, and go down like that. So I'm going to try to keep it short here, even though I got several things here. I don't want it to take up way too much time, but I'm going to just run down here and talk a little bit about each of these because I I really like all of these items on my list here. And also, just so you know, most of these aren't my absolute favorites of these. It's But, but they're in like the top 10, you know, or, or at least in the top 5. They're ones that I'm picking that are ones I'm thinking that most people probably won't pick, and so it'll be a little more uh, unique and bring something maybe a little bit different to the table, unless someone else picks all these things too, in which case, yeah, never mind about that. So what's my favorite sci-fi fantasy stories? Well, let's start out with movies, and I'm going to say Equilibrium. This is a sorely underrated sci-fi movie that is both entertaining and thought-provoking, you know, there's there's a lot of, this is a thinking man sci-fi movie, there's a lot of themes of, of government oppression, of hate crimes, of family, of the, the place of art in culture, and a discussion of, you know, where emotions fit into your everyday life, and when you should and shouldn't follow them, and ultimately, what does it mean to be human? I mean, come on, this is a fantastic thematically very interesting movie, a great story. Christian Bale gives a great performance. There is some fantastic action sequences in this movie. Gunkata is awesome, and I I love this movie. This is among my favorite movies of all time, you know? I, some people I know look at this and they go, it's not that great, you know? It's okay. I look at this and I see brilliance. This is a really phenomenal movie and a really phenomenal story, at least in my opinion. All right, moving on to television. One of my favorite sci-fi fantasy shows on television was the BBC show Being Human. I really enjoyed that series. This is probably a little bit uh, younger skewing of a show, probably more for the uh, you know, 20-year-olds-ish area, but it hit me the right spot at the right time, and I really love this series, and I think this series has a lot of good thematically interesting stuff as well, mostly, mostly pertaining to these people trying to be good people, because in case you don't know what the show is about, it's about a vampire, a ghost, and a werewolf, and they are all renting the same apartment, and so then that's just kind of them going through their daily lives and 
really what the show is about, the way I see it at least. It's about the struggle between good and evil and these people trying to be good and evil tempting them. And it's just some really great stuff. You can listen to my podcast. There's an episode about being human if you want to hear further the themes of what this show is about. But the BBC version of Being Human, I really like that series. Moving on to video games. This is one that I just picked, one of the really popular video games. The Last of Us. This is my favorite video game of all time. This is easily the best story I've ever seen in a video game, and it has the most well-developed characters, and it had me the most emotionally engaged with these characters, and also, thematically, it is really rich. There's themes of morality and the value of life and family, uh, particularly the relationship between a, a father and daughter, and ultimately, is it right or wrong to sacrifice someone's life for others? You know, do you agree with Joel's decision at the end of The Last of Us. I answer that also in my podcast. I have a Last of Us review, and my answer is a little more controversial than most people's answer. So go check out my podcast if you want to listen to my thoughts on that. But I love The Last of Us. It's my favorite video game of all time. It, it, this, this story far exceeds most stories of most movies and television shows, in my opinion. It is phenomenal. All right, let's move on to comic books. The one I chose for this is a classic Wolverine story, Old Man Logan. This series is a lot of fun. And on first glance, you might not think that there's a whole lot beyond that. You know, you, you kind of read it through. I read it through the first time, and I went... Yeah, that was fun. You know, there's there's some thematically, there's a little bit of interesting stuff in there. But, you know, it's it's not something that I really came out of it thinking about until I read it the second time through. Reading it again, I, I realized that there was a lot more depth in that story than I remembered. And there is some interesting stuff to be mined out of Old Man Logan. Uh, there's the themes of uh, can people really change or are we doomed to travel down the same destructive path, falling into the same traps and snares and making the same mistakes over and over and over? It's pretty bleak stuff, really, but it is a blast to read. Old Man Logan, check it out. All right, now we have books. And I gotta be honest, I don't read a lot of books. Like, just book books that are, don't have pictures and are comic books. I don't read a lot of books. But recently, I've been reading some H.P. Lovecraft, uh, specifically Dagon, which was fantastic, and The Call of Cthulhu. Fantastic. Really enjoy those books. Like, the, I guess those aren't technically books, They're because I believe both of those were released in, like, a magazine or something, and more of, like... Uh, short stories kind of context, but the 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 lore that H.P. Lovecraft builds up around Cthulhu specifically, but all these monsters and like he he created a shared written universe, you know, instead of the cinematic universe that we have now, he created like a universe of monsters and creatures and weird creepy stuff, and it's really cool. It's really well done, and, like, his writing style is really cool, and the way that he 
he builds up to the monsters is very well done. Just some great, great stories by H.P. Lovecraft there. And the two, again, that I mentioned was Dagon and The Call of Cthulhu. I got one more for you guys here, and that would be audio dramas. And by far and away... My favorite audio drama, my favorite audio drama trilogy is the Spirit Blade trilogy. I love this series. It blends science fiction and fantasy and like hardcore crazy action that is really, really cool and compelling and gripping with also some really great themes and messages packed in there. It is just a phenomenal trilogy. It's a trilogy now. The third one finally came out, and so now we can officially call the Spirit Blade trilogy a trilogy, and it is just phenomenal. You can't get much better than that, in my opinion, as far as audio dramas go. So well done. So awesome. All right, that's all I got for you guys here. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast, which you can check out on iTunes and on Stitcher or the Zune Marketplace or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll probably be on there. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast signing out. Thanks for letting me be on this podcast, guys. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. Okay, welcome back, and Dr. Jace is still with us. We weren't sure if he was going to be. He is. We have him for just a little bit longer. He's not going to stay for the entire segment, but Dr. Jace, um, you, you had a couple things you wanted to say, I think. Yeah, I just was going to say we're going getting ready to go through the top 50 sci-fi movies, and I just want to highlight the two that should not be on this list, <laughs> Bat- Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. That, that's just what I'm going to point out. These both had the potential to be amazing movies, and it was more of a wah wah wah. And so, uh, Jace, uh, Jace, yeah, yeah, they're not so. on the list. They're they're not on the list. Oh, good. So yeah. then you guys at yeah. least have some taste in there. Yes, okay, good. They are, not. they are not on the list. So I'm I'm going to vie for my favorite franchises, the favorite movie, and the favorite franchise: Empire Strikes Back, um, the Two Towers, uh, the the, um. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and then my most recent favorite movies I would add is be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That that was the best popcorn experience, movie theater experience I've had since Lord of the Rings and Jurassic Park. All right, well, Jace, I uh, some of those are on the list. Some of them made it into the fifty. There we go. I'm not gonna say which ones until we we start going into it. But there we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I have a brand new newborn, so I'm going to go help my wife with the newborn. You guys rock it out. You guys have my my list, and we'll go from there. All right. Thanks, Congratulations, man. See ya. Right. See you guys. Thank you, guys. God bless you, man. You too. All right. Now that he's gone. Oh, he's not <laughs> gone. Yet. Oh, he's gone now. Okay. All right. So, hey, we got 50 movies now to go through. Woohoo! Are right, you ready? Woohoo! <laughs> I was ready a couple days ago when I okay. finished sorting them. Here we go. Number 50. And, and again, this is TGI Friday's math. And yeah. so the, <laughs> the way this works, I mean, we're just all going to have to, you know, grin and bear it if, if, if we're not happy. But uh, number 50, The Seventh Seal. I'm not happy. One, Never of my, heard of one of my favorite movies of all time. The Seventh Seal. By Ingmar Bergman. Not The Seventh uh, okay. Sign. 
Oh, okay, okay. Not the seventh sign with Demi Moore. No, okay. All right, all no, right. I can, is, be, I can be behind that. Okay, this is the black and white movie with death and the guy in the robe with the white face playing chess right. with the knight. Right. You've, if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen it referenced. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That deserves an episode of its own, but we probably won't get to that. So uh, I love this movie, though, especially when I was a young film school student. We can do an episode. Number 49, Batman. Wow. 89. 49? Yep. Yep. Wow. I thought it was going to be higher up. Of course, I rated it at 48, but I just thought it was going to be higher up from you guys. You know what? I don't think I had it on my list. I had just watched, I just watched it recently, and I did not like it as much as I remember. No. Now, some of these are on the list, and they're written in such a way that I actually do not know what the title is. Uh-huh. Looking at number 48, I'm about to say the words Harry Potter 7, which is Harry Potter and the Something 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 Part 1. Yes. Harry Potter and the... the uh, the Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. That's what it is. Part one. It's funny that I knew the title. I know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But yes, part one. There it is. Number 47. If I could nix a movie from this list, this Uh-oh. would be the one that I would choose. A pox upon the your taste. Entirely overrated and ridiculously stiff Polar Express. One of my favorite movies of all time. Ouch! Polar Here's the Express. difference between me and you, Evan. When okay. I say a movie is one of my favorite movies of all time, you haven't seen it. But I have seen <laughs> Polar Express, and I can argue I do not like this movie. And you know what? Just wait I can till never... Christmas, Ben. We're going to have an episode. No, okay? I don't I... think we are. I and, think and, we are. Not and you know what? I watch it anyway. And you know what? I could never hear that stupid bell. What's up with that? Well, there you go. I don't think Ben could either. No, I didn't want to hear the bell. I wanted to (laughs) eat the bell and let it digest in my system and then vomit it up again. (laughs) I did not like this movie. Wow. Number 46, a movie that some people may not agree with, but we talked about this movie on Weak Connections. Weak Connections. On our YouTube channel. on On our YouTube channel. I talked about this movie, and that is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. I love this movie. Spoke One of the me. most overrated, stiff Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah. Ended so poorly. This guy, like, throws away his entire life and marriage and everything yeah. to go off yeah. with, what, aliens? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve, I talk about that in the, the uh, YouTube thing. Uh, I don't talk about it being stiff because I'm not quite sure... But I think there was actual actors who were actually emoting in this movie. <laughs> I think. Now, there might be other movies that we've talked about on this list that had actual actors, but no emoting. Um, but that's just that's another conversation. For Are you talking day. about Batman 89? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nice. Number 45. The Dark Knight. And it's not surprised that it's not higher, but sorry, try again. Yeah, I don't think there's any <laughs> any way of getting around it. Uh, Steve does not like this movie. So, number forty four, Harry Potter, and the something 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 part two, the Deathly Hallows, the part Deathly two. Hallows part two. Yes, 
Harry Potter eight, as some Excellent. people call it. Excellent. I mean, the just the. I'm not going to ruin it. Yet. Not going to ruin there. it. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But just the way that the characters and the story play out is fantastic. Yes, there is a problem because sometimes things are introduced into the movies that were part of the books, but were overlooked in earlier movies. But then was important enough that they had to put it in later movies and it's not really explained. So some of it doesn't pull through all the way if you think about it that way. But if you've read the books, you know the backstory, you know what the stuff is, and the way everything plays out is just... It's it's like it breaks your heart and then puts it back together better than normal. Well, I will find out about that another day. Yeah, do it. Number 43, Tomorrowland. Hooray! Interesting. I get to see that, man. You haven't it's seen really it? It's really good. I haven't seen it, no. Oh, I could not recommend this movie enough. It's this, so good. This is one of those, definitely a classic of sci-fi now, because it feels like a classic of sci-fi from from the, the 80s or something. Cool. I mean, it, it, it just dives deep into that emotional live-action Disney feeling, but then does it with a Star Wars vibe. I mean, it, it has modern feel it's it's good it's good cool. number, number 42 aliens 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 okay aliens and we've talked about that a lot on the show but it's it's a classic because it's building on the haunted house but it's a war movie now yeah i wasn't i mean it didn't do it for me. coming from alien which was amazing you know, coming down to something that's, you know, much more scripted, much more, uh, you know, multi-plot type of a thing. It, it didn't hit me as, as much as, as the original did. Well, there are two different tones. There are definitely yeah. two way different tones. Yeah. Uh, okay, number 41, Guardians of Gahul. No, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. And that one, it's a fun space romp. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, number forty. Uh, I had the seventh seal as my obscure weird movie. Uh, here comes. comes here comes Steve's yes cat people <laughs> yes cat people. Steve, quick explanation. Simone Simone is this uh, immigrant, and she comes to America, and she's actually uh, secretly one of the cat people, and it really has. <laughs> It really, I'm serious, it sounds kind of dopey, but it has a lot of religious overtones, uh, spiritual overtones, and uh, Christian uh, elements and Christian uh, uh, imagery and things like that. It's very, uh, it might be a little slow, but it's one of those things where you don't really know what's going on until much later in the film. And it's uh, black and white, made in the 40s, um, and it's not your typical... You know, she's not like a cat woman going around, you know, just showing people who she is all the time. It's sort of like, is it, is she, isn't she? And it's sort of a mystery and it's sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's. What's the year on this? This is a black and white movie, right? Yeah, I think it's like 43, 42, something like that. But it's one of those movies that I will go back to and watch again because there's little things in there and. I mean, you never know what you're going to see this time. Yeah, I've got one of those coming up here soon. It's really well done. Number 38. 
No, Here's my obscure number, movie. This is not obscure. Number well, 39, one Speed Racer. List. Speed Racer. Go, go, go. This is a fun, good movie. Love it. Uh, watch it like a trilogy, though. I mean, you're <laughs> getting the Speed Racer trilogy. The Wachowskis said we did Matrix. We got the trilogy. We're not going to have that happen again. Magic, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. So let's just take our whole trilogy for Speed Racer and cram it into one great big, huge candy colored blitz. <laughs> I love it. It's a fun movie. Cool. Uh, Evan, you're, you're yeah. a champion for this movie, right? Ah, yeah. I, I said it. it. It's one of my favorite movies. I love it to death. I could watch it again and again and probably not get tired of it. The acting is okay. The acting choices are on purpose. Uh, they are trying to be corny, like the TV show dubbed <gasps> in English. Speed. And, yeah, yeah, and it's it's on purpose. Okay, they know that they're doing that. Is and Chim- it's Chim- great. in there? Yes, yes, oh, they are. And they, I mean, and still. They're able. It just pulls on your heartstrings. Every character gets a good emotional moment, and it's just action packed. John Goodman does an amazing job as the dad. Um, it's just, it's great. I, I love almost everything about it. Number thirty eight is Brazil. One of another one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Terry Gilliam. It's him at his weirdest and. Uh, it's this dystopic future and you know it's not for everyone I'll just say that it is not for everyone but a little dark it's uh, not a little dark it's a lot dark <laughs> but it's about a guy who doesn't want, I mean, he's he's lost in his imagination because he lives in this gray dark world and in the end it's a very very nihilistic ending uh, that's the unfortunate part for me but getting there it's yeah it, it's a Excite! It's an exciting imagination that he has, and and then unfortunately, the world steps on it and stomps on it. <laughs> Number thirty-seven. It's a tale as old as time. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, nicely done. This is beautiful, gorgeous movie. Yeah. And I saw what's the guy's name? Is it Glenn Keane? Glenn Keane. I saw him. He's the man. I saw him in person, and he uh, drew. <sighs> he drew. Uh, it was at a conference, and he drew Beast on this like overhead projector thing, and mm-hmm. he told the story as he was drawing Beast. He told what was in him as he was, you know, developing this, and you know, taking elements from different animals like cows and lions and and dogs and all that kind of thing. But then also talking about the transformation from the beast into the prince and how for him that really was an image of the Christian transformation. Hmm. Uh, and, nice. And so that's not necessarily what the movie is saying, but one of the artists working on the movie—that's what he pulled out of it for himself. And yeah. right, right. Uh, and by the way. Uh, keep Glenn Keane in mind because uh, when we get to the book section, there's some great Glenn Keane stuff that didn't make it on the list. That I just want to mention in passing. Don't know if you can do that, but we are going to move on to number 36, <laughs> which is Serenity. Serenity, the ending of the Firefly TV series mm-hmm. on the big screen and definitely a worthy ending for the TV show. And I don't know if I want to say much more than that. 
So, I had some problems with it, but I can understand why it's up there so much. Well, you know, it's up there because of the TV show, really. I mean, it's up there yeah. because the TV show was beloved and this was the, the capper for the TV show. Mm-hmm. Number 35, Metropolis. Yeah. Which is a classic of sci-fi because it was basically the first sci-fi motion picture. Well, arguably. Basically. But, I said basically. Still, I didn't say yeah. it was the first. I said it was basically the first. I think Frankenstein predated it. But that's short. This was a feature-length yeah. film. And there was... It, it had robots and it had yeah. um, futuristic buildings and vehicles. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it really was a, a lot of uh, science fiction elements. This is the first place where you saw them. Right. Uh, yeah. Whereas with Frankenstein, you saw Frankenstein. Yeah. But it was from a book that you'd already seen and had already read, and there had already been illustrations and yeah. that kind of thing. But with this, there was nothing like it before. At least as far as I know, there was nothing like it before. There were things that were around at the same time that it's it's sort of difficult to to say definitively. Visually. Yeah, it's like Elita and um, or is it though? Woman, woman on Mars, or something like that. I forget, but it was around the same time, and it it had uh, you know similar stuff going on, um, but Metropolis really hit it, and it it I mean you can see it. I mean the Art Deco styling and the yeah, yeah. the way that, that it plays out, even to the way C three PO looks today, and you know things like that. Um, I think it that's a lot of that is what sets it apart. So you know as as much as those other ones are great and you know worthy of talking about and stuff if you're going to put any on the list it's going to be metropolis number 34 is the dark crystal which and and for me i i love this movie but mostly i mean it's world building uh and it's it's uh that fantasy stuff going on but uh if if they had done this as an animated film i don't think it'd be a quite as beloved as it is with the it being a, a Muppet movie, basically. Um, yeah. If they had done it as a live-action movie with people in costumes, it would never nope. have caught on the way it, it does right now. It's basically a cult classic. Yeah. Um, number 33, Star Trek First Contact. The first yeah. movie that featured only the Next Generation crew. Star Trek Generations had Captain Kirk and a couple others hanging out. But that was that was one that I, I sort of figured was more of a like a two part TV episode that they made into a a movie. So I didn't really get a good sense that it was fantastic enough to put on that list. Well, I I mean the, the budget was obviously there to do things that they could never have done, and that's the thing with the Star Trek movies. The later ones after this, it, it, they did feel like they were. I mean, Insurrection. That was a two-part episode. <laughs> that that yeah. really – that did not merit motion picture uh, – having the motion picture budget. You know, it, right. it just it just wasn't great. This one I felt like it was referencing the series because mm-hmm. it was a sequel to one of the greatest episodes in Next Generation. Uh, but I, I do feel like it, it, it deserves this. It's, it's got some good themes going on. It's It's – presenting new things like oh this is when you actually see first contact with the vulcans and the humans and uh-huh. it's a i think it, i think it belongs here number 32 I, I wish this was higher i wish this was higher but it's not the wizard of oz 
Wow. Yeah. This is a classic. Another one where, mm-hmm. you know, they they showed things that hadn't been seen before and did things in a way that hadn't been done before. The movie should not exist as a classic, considering, like, how many different cooks were working the pot. And it, it really... It, the the way the production went, I, I'm surprised it even got finished. When you start reading about what happened on the on the set and everything, but um, yeah, but it turned into this classic, classic movie. Yeah, also referenced highly in uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Yeah, well, I, I would argue not just there. I mean, it's referenced all everywhere. Over the place. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, but you actually see it on the screen, and it's really kind of cool. But go ahead. All right, number 31, The Fly, the original. The original? Yeah, the original, Vincent Price's. I put this up higher on my list, and I think that's why I made it on, because I don't think anyone else is going to put it on their list. But Well, I put The Fly on, but I meant it to be oh. the other one. Did you really? Yeah. Well. I, I like The Fly, the original, but not as much as the remake. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the remake, but not as much as the original. So, so I think if we look at the Fly as a franchise of the original and the remake, it reaches what number thirty-one there. So, sure. <laughs> I I think it was high enough on my list that it probably would have ended up at number fifty, okay, or forty-nine or something like that. But I'm not sure where you had it on your list. If it would have thirty-three, okay, I don't think that would have been high enough. But no, uh, number thirty, Star Wars: Phantom Menace. Now this is pod racing. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Jace had it pretty high. Uh, Not pretty high. Yep. But. And I had I had grouped all of the original trilogy together and the prequel trilogy. And I made him not group them. Yeah, so I just replaced them on my list with my favorite of each trilogy. So wow. Anna Menace is my favorite of the first. Can the you explain trilogy. why? Uh, it's it's the nostalgia factor for me. That's the one I grew up with. That's the one that came out in the theater when I was little. So, and you, yep. in retrospect, you don't see the. No, I still really enjoy it. I enjoy the pod race. I I enjoy the Darth Maul fight scene and the whole Gungan battle and the spaceship battle and the trade blockade um, and the. Yep, talking. I enjoy enjoy the whole thing. The Here's the thing, Steve. There's something happening. And it's happening to me. It's happening to me. I'm not the only one this is happening to. Yeah. The original trilogy is always going to be my favorite, but the prequels are kind of growing on me. And I don't know what it is, but I'm not the only person it's happening to. Okay. Yeah. All right. (coughs) Number 29, Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Okay. I'm assuming the original because that's what I was meaning. Yep. That's what I was meaning, too. Because we're getting into some of these where, like, The Fly, you get some remakes and, yep. yeah. But Planet of the Apes and the franchise itself is a franchise I really, really adore. But this is the one movie from the franchise that I think belongs on a list like this. Yep. So The remakes or the, the new ones have been very good. They are really yep. good. They are really good. Number 28 is Inception, which is another... Uh, great film you know Christopher Nolan he has he's talented he's very talented 
and this is a this is one where he proves okay I don't have to have the franchise behind me to do something that's you know it's it's original and it's good and it's not my favorite Nolan movie but it's probably two or three number 27 ET the extraterrestrial also referenced in Weak yep. Connections with Ben Avery on, on our YouTube channel. So, Yeah, and this one, it's a nostalgia thing, but it is, I think, still beyond the nostalgia that I have. A, a really strong movie. It's about a boy mm-hmm. and his dog. But his dog happens, <laughs> to, his dog happens yeah. to be an alien. He dies. He comes back to life. Yeah. I remember uh, vividly when I watched this movie... Um, how I felt coming out of it, and yeah, I was like, yeah. "It's." I was like, "I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry." And I was like, you know, like 16 years old or something, and I'm just like, "I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. If, I'm not gonna cry." <laughs> if it if it didn't have the language in it that it does, yeah, I probably would have watched it more. Uh, and I still kind of hesitate to just put it on because of that unless I have like a filtering thing because if I remember it's it's pretty pervasive at, at least at the beginning it's, yeah it's but it's, bit, it's not yeah. the well yeah it, there's things said in that movie I do not want my kids necessarily repeating right. and yeah. uh, I haven't watched it with my kids yet and I, I've I've passed the point of connecting that movie with my oldest son the way it connected with me. There's just no way it's going to happen with him. He's 15 now. I saw it when I was nine or 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched it at edited version and it was, it held up and you didn't get to hear the nastiness and nonsense. 26 galaxy quest. Yay. <laughs> oh, I love galaxy quest. One of the best, my list, but really a good one. Yeah. One of the best star Trek movies out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's cool about it? Is there was a Star Trek anthology book that came out when I was in junior high. It's just all these short stories written by different science fiction authors. And one of them was about the crew of the Enterprise meeting the actors who played the crew of the Enterprise. I I don't remember all the details about it. I just remember it being that, oh, that's really cool as a kid. And then Galaxy Quest comes out. It's not the same thing, but it's similar. And I, I wondered, could they have done this? Could they have done this with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy? Could they have made this a Star Trek movie about them as themselves? I, I think they could have, but it would, I don't have, know if... it would have messed up the franchise. It yeah, would have really messed up yeah. the franchise. Yeah, Tim Allen is is real strong in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy his and uh, what's his name, Server Snape. He just killed it. <laughs> he just killed it. Alan Rickman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Number 25, Back to the Future. Dun, 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 dun. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's true, you don't. And you do need a filter to get rid of all the language. I could not you believe do. the language. Yeah. This I couldn't one believe that my parents Quest, watched this with me and were okay with it. <laughs> I mean, if these last okay three... If these last three didn't have language, the language that it does in it, they'd be just some of the greatest family films of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad. Um, yeah. I mean, Back to the Future, you talk about a near-perfect screenplay. You, everything Chekhov puts down there, he picks back up again at the end. Yeah. You know is, what I'm saying? 
Yep. The, the one thing that you could take out the language, but there's one element that oh, yes. at the end, you can't take it out. It ruins the plot. You lose the plot if you take it out. Where basically Biff, he is there to forcibly assault in a... Well, he's, he's there to rape her. Yeah. You yep. know, in front of everyone. Like, there's all these and people around it, them, but... And it's a scary part. It is. It is. And honestly, emotionally, it's a great thing but there's some troubling aspects to it that yeah. you know especially if you're like looking at it as a family thing so, well yeah and it's not but, it's not meant yeah. to be a family thing it's a it's a teen comedy basically right yeah so. and he i mean and later in the second one you just find out how just how much of a horrible person he really is i mean he's yeah. like a murderer well what he becomes in, in a yeah. potential future but um you know and and that would be an interesting uh, remake to do. I don't think that they'll ever be able to do it, but to have kids from today, 2016, yeah. go back to 1986. <laughs> you know, it's Robert, basically yeah. like Teen Wolf in space. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis said that they will remake that movie over his dead body. Yeah. Ooh, that would so, be we'll see. interesting. Well, so there's hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I can't remember what that was in. Oh. No, no, it was it wasn't over my dead body. It was a Charlie Brown and and Lucy or something like that. And he's someone, someone I can't remember if it, who it was, but they said I wouldn't marry you unless you were unless you were the last man on earth. And then the guy, oh, so there's at least there's some hope, you know. <laughs> that's right. I think it was a Schroeder and Lucy. That that's it. That's what it was. Yep. All right, number twenty three, Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship yep. of the Ring, the first of the Lord of the Rings movies. Where it should be, the last of the three. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it was it's it was our introduction. It was, it, but it opened. I mean, it opened a world. Yeah, uh, it did. Yeah. But you know what? It it did not sell me. I mean, I went and I wanted it to be cool, but it did not sell me <laughs> until listen until the Balrog. I was about okay? to say. That movie's got the Balrog in it, and it's got yes. Boromir with the arrows. And but until then, I mean, you could sort of see, okay, they're against the green screen there, and okay, that's kind of interesting. Uh-huh. But you know, and and sometimes like the the really close ups of Gandalf, keep it secret, keep it safe, and things like that. I was like, that's just it's a little bit not what I'm looking for. But when the Balrog comes out, okay. Now you're talking, you know, <laughs> and from then on, which was not a, not a long time, but from after that, it sold it. So the Balrog was was what it sold, how it sold it for me. Number twenty two is, and I'm going to give the American title, but we're talking about the original Japanese version, Godzilla. Gojira. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which I feel incredibly pretentious when I call it Gojira, <laughs> but. I love, I, I, yeah, I joke with my kids. I, I tell my oldest, I said, you know, we were in the hospital for almost 24 hours without a name. And we were thinking about all these different names. He's like, well, what names were you thinking? And I'm like, well, uh, there's, you know, uh, 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 you know, some really long one from the Bible, you know, Maher Shalal Hashbaz, uh, or Og, or Gojira. And he's like, you were really going to name me those things? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I just like to torment them. Uh, number 21 is The Incredibles. Brad Bird. The Incredibles. Brad Bird. That hurts. I had it at number two. Yeah, you know why it's at number 21? Because you someone, had it at number two. And that was it. Left, someone left it off. 
Someone did not <laughs> include it in their list. Who left it off their list? Well, I know I'm one of them. Why did you I leave it I, off your list? I don't think anyone had it. I think it was on, on my list. list. I think uh, it was on my list. If it I was on your wrong. list, it was like the last one. It was. I don't think it was high as high as the other stuff. How could it not be that high? Did you guys have families? Did you guys have hearts? <laughs> did you guys have families? <sighs> yeah, you had it really low, Evan. It was okay. number 49 yeah. for you. Yeah, it was. It was on there. But it was low. All I gotta say. Wow. Number twenty. I can't believe it's this high. Star Trek. Two thousand nine. Yeah. I think all of us had it like fairly high, but not all the way high. I had it on my list, Mid- not at all. Mid-level. Wow. It was not on my list at all. So Evan must have had it. Fairly. I don't know. It might have been you and Doctor Jace. I don't know. <laughs> Number nineteen. Toy Story. Nice. Toy Story. Uh, number 18, Blade Runner. Okay. Is, it's a good sci-fi classic movie. Number yeah. 17, Iron Man. Yeah, there you go. Uh, cool. Number 16, Iron Giant. Brad Bird. Oh, yeah. Brad Bird. I want to watch that, that again. I haven't seen that in a oh. long, long time. Yeah. That is my number one. That was number one on my list. Hands down, my favorite sci-fi movie ever. I feel bad for not putting it on my list. It probably should have been there. <laughs> Number 15 is Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 15? Number 15. Guys, you know, where are you on me there? there there's one part. I one really was trying hard not to put too many Marvel movies on my list, honestly. When I saw that movie in the theaters, there was a part that took me right out of it. And that's where... Because there's a part earlier in the movie where he's he's making, you know, green screen films of him, you know, in right. World War II when he's not actually doing anything, and yeah. then later they were with green the bucket, screen films, well, whatever they were they're, rear projection, projected, films. Yeah, 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 and then when you get to uh, the Bucky on the train scene, that's what I felt like they were doing, because you can clearly tell it's green screen. I'm like, well, this is kind of meta. Well, I, huh. I'm going to tell you this, Evan. <laughs> Um, I didn't see that. They probably, you know, most film productions aren't going to like actually take a train, go up on a track, up on top of a mountain, and drop. And I off. know, but it I mean, seemed the, very obvious to me that that's what it was. It seemed poorly done, and that's the one scene in the movie I could say I would say that about. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it took me out of it. Yeah. When I think of Captain America: The First Avenger, I do not think of all the bad things first. So that's all I'm going to say. I think of Hugo Weaving, man. Yeah. <laughs> Number 14, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. All right. That's number our 14. number 14. And so, so far, so far we've had Phantom Menace and Return of the Jedi on the list. Yeah, which either okay. means that the list is looking good or <laughs> we've got problems because those are the only ones on there yet. Uh, number 13. Number 13, someone is giving me a drum roll already by pounding on their desk because they know that what's coming is the Two Towers. Oh, there you go. The Two Towers. Nice. Uh, number 12, a movie that proves Evan has no heart because <laughs> he hates this movie. Number 12 is The Princess Bride. Oh, it didn't make the top 10. Oh, Hate might be close. a strong word, but I dislike it. What, what do you, you dislike about it? 
you reacted was, really strongly yeah. when we were putting this together. Like, I would never of my own volition choose to watch it. Why? We watch it every New Year's Eve. What? We watch this movie and something else. This is every like Christmas family. Eve, we watch the Polar Express, Ben. Uh, at, at New Year's Eve. David household. At New I, Year's I Eve. I can't, I can't help. <laughs> I can't help that you have terrible Christmases. But <laughs> for us, New Year's Eve, we, we time things so that Princess Bride is going to end just before midnight, like at 12 or at uh, 11, <laughs> 58 or something like that. Nice. And then we'll choose another movie. We've done, uh, you know, The Wizard of Oz. We've done, uh, I'm trying to think, I can't even think of anything else right now. But it's usually, usually some other kind of fantasy movie that, that's, yeah, but then Princess Bride. Is, babies. Princess Bride is the capper, so. Yeah. Number 11. Oh, now we're getting to some really good stuff here. The Day yes, the Earth yes. Stood Still. Oh, oh yeah. nice. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah classic. Classic old school sci-fi. Now, now, if you're a new listener, we are not talking about the Keanu Reeves one, <laughs> which which is not bad. It's not no, but it's, but it's not, not top fifty. Yeah. Not this. Yeah. And this is 1951. I know the day that the Earth stood still. I mean, you're talking about you know Destination Moon and stuff like that. I mean, this this was like. You know, aliens coming down to Earth, and you're just like, what? I mean, it's only a couple years removed from the Roswell sightings, you know, the, the Roswell crash. So you're, you're like, so fresh in the mind of America that there could be, you know, flying saucers out there. And then one lands in 1951. Awesome. And, you know, it could have just been a B movie. It could have just been a really long, too long Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. But instead, it's this classic movie with such great themes and overtones and undertones. Yeah. Great Mm -hmm. stuff. Number 10, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which I might add, my son, my oldest son, this is his favorite movie of all time. Mm, Nice. It's my favorite Marvel movie. It's, It's good. It's good. I love the vibe, the just that action political thriller adventure vibe. So. Number nine, Star Wars, uh, A New Hope. If you want to put that on there, but that's our number nine. Well, there you go. As we're creeping through the top ten, we go from number nine, Star Wars, which changed cinema. Number eight, another movie that changed cinema forever. Jurassic Park. Woohoo! Number eight. Wow. It got uh, high, man. I love that movie. Yeah. Number seven. Could not have happened without Star Wars, but isn't exactly what the studios were looking for to capitalize <laughs> on the Star Wars craze. Number 11 is Ridley Scott's Alien. Mm-hmm. Nice. Haunted House in, in space. space. With truckers in space. <laughs> and a cat. And a cat. Yes. Yeah. All right, number six, Forbidden Planet. Excellent. Yeah. What a, what a great I've, movie. I've never even heard of this movie. Oh, Evan, stop that. Come on. <laughs> you haven't heard this of is, it? This I, is one of maybe the... Maybe I've heard of it, but it, it sounds 
like a video game or something. This is one of the period classic period movies, period. It's just you need to go see this. Stop listening to this. Forget about the other things on the list and he's go not, see this movie. He's not listening. He's actually talking and like this is he, he's not listening to the podcast. He's here right now with us. But I have yeah. it. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. It has Robbie the robot I've, in it. That's I've how, seen the robot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've I've literally never seen any other images from this movie or heard anything about it. Well, it is a great sci-fi movie. Yes. Okay. All right. It's it's All proto right. it's prototypical Star Trek. A lot of people watch this and they say, "Yeah, absolutely. This this could have been the Star Trek pilot." You know, Gene yes. Roddenberry probably saw this and said. I can do that a little bit better and then just did what he did. So it's just, uh, okay. it's all there. It's all there. Uh, right. I mean, they're in a, a saucer. Yeah. That's when, one of the things you, you're talking about right after Roswell or whatever with, you know, the flying saucer coming to earth. Yeah. Well, when we go out to the stars in forbidden planet, we mm-hmm. go out in our own flying saucer and are going yep. to different planets in a flying saucer. And yeah, it's, it's good. Well, we'll, I'll I'll loan it to you. I hopefully you'll watch it. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Force him to watch it. We're in the top oh, five. It, look, it looks cool. We're in the top five, and we have five different franchises, uh, all represented here. Number five is Avengers, the Marvel nice. franchise. Nice. Okay. Number four, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. There's our Star Trek franchise. Excellent. Number three, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. There's our Star Wars franchise. Number two, Return of the King. All right. There's yeah. our Lord of the Rings franchise. And finally, number one, Superman the movie. Woohoo! <laughs> oh. And honestly, I didn't expect that to be our number one, but I see it here as number one, and I think to myself, that's, that's decent. That yep, works that's- for me. That's I'm nice. okay with that. I had it in my top ten. Well, that's part of why. I think yeah. most of us had it pretty high up there. But, I mean, this movie, it's definitely of a time. It's yeah. of the 70s. But it's of the 70s trying to go back to that 50s vibe that mm-hmm. you got with the, the George Reeves Superman. Yeah. And it's basically, how do we make a movie about a total square in the middle of the jaded 70s. Yeah. Right. And that's what makes it a classic is that it was so against the times but so a part of the times. And then not only that, it's it's a character I mean it's a boy scout to be admired. And yep. yeah, it's And the film itself, I mean they were inventing entirely new special effects just for this movie yeah. that are that were used for decades and then adapted now into what we use today for, for any movie. I mean, yeah. It's groundbreaking. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of our top movies here, were doing that as well. I mean, with yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park, Star Wars, New Hope, um, Wrath of Khan. No, no. Empire Strikes Back. Though. <laughs> I mean, Wrath of Khan, maybe they invented something, but you know, it was George Lucas was wanting to invent technology and right. so he's like, we, are, we want to do this huge, crazy thing. How do we do it? We have to invent the technology to do it. I'm not going to let that hold me back. And, <laughs> and, and for the most part, it works really, really well. Um, and even uh, uh, Lord of the Rings movies w- was doing that. Yeah. So, 
I'm sort of surprised that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark didn't make it on this list. It was on this list. Was it? Did yeah, it number 24. Of- number 24. Oh, yep, you're right. Oh. Yep. Maybe that's when I dozed off. Anyway, um... All right. Well, I think we're going to close off this portion, and I think we're going to move on. Well, I don't think. I know we're going to play or read. That's where I don't know. <laughs> we're going to play or read some listener feedback and possibly both, but uh, with some more favorite stories. So we'll I be like back. Stories. We'll be back with uh, after we do that. Um, I think we said we we're going to do books next. Well, okay. is it books or I comics? Ju- I just said it now. Okay. So All right. Books. Books. It's it is. books. All right. <laughs> Okay, we're going to round this episode off with a couple listener feedback contributions. And the first one that we have is from uh, Joel Kitchen. And he writes in and says, hey, guys, I really enjoy your podcast. Faith and God are very important to me. And it is nice to be able to include them more in our everyday lives, even in our entertainment, as opposed to neglecting them or ignoring their influence. So for episode 200, and he gives us uh, books, uh, Dark Universe by Daniel Galul, Galu. I don't even know how to say that. I'm sorry. Also, Lords of the Psycon by him. Movies, The Dark Crystal and Enemy Mine. TV, Cowboy Bebop, Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, I'm actually curious where these sit with you guys. And I'll just say this. Um, I've watched some of both of those. More Cowboy Bebop than Full Metal Alchemist. It's been years and years and years, and I didn't really get into it. Uh, not because it wasn't good, just because I didn't have time to really get into it. So, And then he has... Video games, if you do them, Star Control 3 and Populous and Star Control 3. Oh, my goodness. Joel, you have brought back memories. Uh, Star Control 3 is one of the memories you brought back, which I remember playing and enjoying. But before that, Star Control, I don't remember. I might have been Star Control 1. Uh, every once in a while, I look and see if there's a, a port of that game that I could download for my Mac, but I've never found one. And then he finally says also then keep up the good work. Joel and Joel, thank you for that. Next, we have Matt McKinney and Nate Marchand, and they both have sent in some audio feedback. We're going to play that, and then I'll be back to close everything out. Hello, Ben Avery and the rest of the crew. This is Matt McKinney from POSTOS, and you asked for our favorite movies, so I'll tell you all about mine. And Despite the fact that I cover Star Trek, DC Comics movies and TV shows, my favorite movie is none of those. It's not even science fiction in any way. Um, it's not fantasy, at least not technically, although it kind of is, as I'll describe. Um, this goes all the way back to the year I graduated, back in the ancient day of 1995, because I'm really old. And my friend and his sister were going to see a movie, and I had heard of this movie I really didn't want to go. I had heard it was not great, and I, it looked very serious. But I went along because I had nothing else to do, and I wanted to spend time with my friend before we moved apart from each other and went down different roads in life. So I went, and by the end of the movie, my favorite movie was now Braveheart, uh, the Mel Gibson movie about William Wallace. You've probably seen it. It wasn't exactly a small, subtle, independent movie. It was one of the biggest movies of its year, for several years afterward, it was one of the biggest historical epics you'd ever see. Although, it has to be said, this is not a historically accurate historical epic. 
In fact, it's one of the least historically accurate historical epics you will ever find. That being said, as long as you don't treat it like history, this is a great story. This is about a man who starts a rebellion over lost love and honor and, most importantly, freedom. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? And, of course, you're fighting against cartoonishly evil villains. Bring me Wallace. Alive, if possible. Dead. Just good. You know, it's unrealistic, but it's, it's a great fable. And that's really what it is. It's, it's a fable. It's a morality story. Again, if you don't take the lack of historical content into account, this is a great film. It's full of wonderful, deep emotion, gritty action, great characters. If I risk my neck for you, will I get a chance to kill Englishmen? Is your father a ghost? Or do you converse with the Almighty? In order to find his equal, an Irishman is forced to talk to God. And of course, it has one of the funnest games I've ever contrived for a movie before. Simply put, the buzzword of this movie is freedom. It's all for nothing if you don't have freedom. So, if you want to have fun, replace the word freedom with anything. I recommend tacos. You think the people of this country exist to provide you with position. I think your position exists to provide those people with tacos. It's all for nothing if you don't have tacos. The prisoner wishes to say a word. That's about it. If you haven't seen this movie, check it out. If you've seen this movie, check it out. Braveheart, my pick for my favorite movie. Back to you guys. Ben, Steve, Evan, and hopefully Dr. Jake. This is Nathan, call me Nate Marchand, and I'm calling in for the 200th episode feedback. I would have done that sooner, but I was busy at Gen Con all of last weekend selling my books, which I hope will be included in the top 300 greatest stories when you get to episode 300. Anyway, as a member of the Strangers and Aliens family, I felt that I should definitely contribute to this list. And I will tell you right now, knowing that I only had three minutes to leave a message, it was difficult to narrow my list down. I wanted to do ten. Then I decided, well, if I only have three minutes, I should probably only do five. So whittling my list down was very difficult. But I have my five contributions to the list right now. Now, being that I appeared on Strangers and Aliens to review Gareth Edwards' Godzilla, I would be remiss to not include the original Japanese film from 1954, Gojira, or simply Godzilla. This is a very, I would say, underrated film. This is something that it's a lot of Americans and Western audiences can't fully appreciate it because in a lot of ways it is very Japanese. And, you know, it's definitely a meditation off of the nuclear attacks and the, and how they affected Japan. In this case, using a giant irradiated dinosaur kind of as a, an allegory for it. Yeah, I know that sounds very strange, but trust me, it's an excellent film. And 
I would be also be remiss if I didn't include my favorite book of all time, besides the Bible, I guess, of course, that being Lord of the Rings. Need I say more? It's Lord of the Rings. It's Tolkien. If you haven't read it, what's wrong with you? And my favorite movie of all time, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Yes, I have been a, a Trekkie ever since, I, or Trekker, whichever you prefer, ever since I was about th- three years old. And Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan is, for me, the best out of all of the Star Trek movies. I mean, what a, it has deep themes, a lot of action, a great villain, and a wonderful cast of heroes. And I, I definitely wanted to include a comic book. And you, you were asking for comic book storylines, so I'll give you one of my favorites, that being Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Not the movie, obviously, the comic. And this is a wonderful piece that was one of the first times that Ed Brubaker made a name for himself for a writing Captain America. And he did something bold that nobody ever thought would ever happen. Bring Bucky, the long-dead psychic, back from the dead. And make him a villain to boot. It's a great story. I love Captain America stories where they put Steve to the test and see if he can maintain, uh, stay true to himself, I should say, and his morality when faced with very dark situations, such as what happened to Bucky. So you wanted to include video games? I don't know how many other people are going to throw video games at you, but I did want to make sure I included a video game that I thought had a genuinely good story. And that was... Well, there were several I was considering, but the one I narrowed it down to was Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, the the classic PS1 game that has a wonderful world and uh, some very colorful characters and an iconic villain, for one thing, in Sephiroth. It's a bit of a convoluted story, very Japanese at points, but if you're willing to wrap your head around it, it's a very interesting story, despite its slight convolution. And it's also noteworthy in being one of the first video games to have the audacity to kill off, yes, spoiler warning, kill off a main playable character about halfway, two-thirds of the way through the game. I won't say who it is in case you don't know, even though in the gaming community, the death of this character is more or less treated as the the same as the revelation that Vader is Luke's father. Oops, did I spoil that for some people too? Sorry! All right. Thanks a lot. I hope that my contributions make it onto the list and that I'm not too late calling in. All right. Talk to you later. Look forward to the 200th episode. Bye-bye. And that wraps up episode number 200. Sort of. (laughs) You know, we missed our last big milestone that we really wanted to celebrate. And since we missed it last time, we decided we're going to expand it this time. Uh, also, this would be a giant four-and-a-half-hour episode if we did not split this up. So next episode will be our comics and books and the remainder of the listener feedback, except for one, that listener feedback is actually going to be spun out into its own episode. Yes, you heard it right. Um, it's just that good. So until next time, I want to thank you for listening, and really, you know what I'm going to say. I think I've said it, well, I haven't said it 200 times, but I think it's been said like 197 or 198 times. Thank you for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly 
at podcast at strangersandalien.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. I did my best. It's math. Math is hard.